Welcome to the Awakening the Sleeping Giant podcast. I am your host, John. I am excited that you are here and excited about this week's episode. If you'd like to learn more about our ministry, The Exchange, you can go to our website at madetheexchange.com. You can always email me and I would love to answer some questions or schedule you to be on the show. You can email me at bethechurch.go at gmail.com and I will respond to you as quickly as I can. All right, let's get into this week's episode. All right, guys. So this week's episode, we are going to be talking about a subject that I believe is extremely important to talk about. And I I don't believe Christians talking about it enough. I don't believe churches talk about it enough. And that subject is sin. It's a big, scary three letter word. I know. But we're going to be talking about the differences between sin and a sin or a sin act. Okay, there's been a lot of controversy going around on some posts that I've been sharing um, in light of uh, Pride Month and and the LGBTQ uh, movement and community, uh, which I do not support at all. Um, However, I do love those that have uh, fallen Pray to the social pressures of the LGBTQ movement uh, and community. So I want to clarify some things for everybody. Uh, this will probably be a little bit shorter episode, um, but I do want to clarify some things. There is a difference between sin and the consequences of sin and a sin or a sin act and the consequences of a sin act. So first, let's talk about sin, okay? So sin is what entered the world when Adam and Eve partook of the fruit of the forbidden fruit tree. Prior to Adam and Eve doing that, there was no such thing as sin. Sin did not exist in the world. Uh, Mankind was not condemned. They were not punished for their sin. And so prior to that, everything was great. But when Adam and Eve chose to partake of that fruit, sin entered the world. And when sin entered the world, it impacted every aspect of creation, not just mankind. It it impacted nature. It impacted mankind. It impacted animals and kept in, you know, impacted plants, uh, the universe, every aspect, every negative thing that we experience is a direct result of sin, okay? So it's really important to understand because sin is the natural state in which all of mankind is born into. And we cannot escape that sin without forgiveness, okay? And that forgiveness only comes through putting our faith in Jesus Repenting, which means turning back and realizing that our life is God's and committing our life to God and being baptized. Okay. So sin is what condemns mankind to an eternity away from God, or in other words, hell. Okay. But that sin is forgivable through Jesus Christ. Okay. And that is the type of sin that needs to be forgiven. Now, the consequences of that type of sin 
are all of the things that we are seeing today with, you know, uh, global warming, um, you know, is extinction, extinction, extinction of certain things. You know, all of those types of things are a result of sin. Homosexuality is a result of sin, right? Transgenderism is a result of sin, okay? All of those types of things are a result of sin. And the consequences, right, of sin are those, okay? Now, the consequences that come from acting out on that stuff is completely different. That type of sin, right, we do not need to be forgiven from in order to be saved or have eternal life. That sin is forgiven when we put our faith in Jesus Christ. However, we do know that the Bible teaches that when we put our faith in Jesus Christ, we will bear good fruit. We will become more and more like Jesus the deeper our relationship with him grows. So when you are looking at somebody who claims to be a follower of Jesus, if their life is either staying the same or looking less and less like Jesus, we know they are not true followers of Jesus. The Bible teaches us that we are to use that as, you know, the gauge of how we know if people are following Jesus. You know, the Bible calls it fruit, right? By our fruit, they will know, right? The opposite then is also true. If there's no fruit, people also know, okay, that we are not following Jesus. So there's a difference when it comes to consequences of those types of sins, right? Which we're going to call a sin act, okay? A sin act is something that we commit as human beings that goes against God's commands, against his instructions, against his teachings, etc., etc. And every human being is subject to committing sin, all right? Again, these individual sins do not need to be forgiven individually, but we are called to grow and change. And the more we grow, the less we will commit sin acts. So backing up, the consequence of sin, right, which came into the world when Adam and Eve partake of the fruit, the consequence of sin is eternal damnation, okay, which is forgivable only through Jesus. And when we accept Jesus in faith, we receive forgiveness of that sin and we gain eternal life. The consequences of a sin act are significantly different. Those consequences are natural consequences when we choose to go against God's teaching. So, for an example, if you decide to steal, if you decide to murder, if you decide to do any sort of crime, the natural result, there are consequences will be jail time, will be a fine, etc., etc. The same goes for homosexuality. The same goes for transgenderism. The same goes for everything within the LGBTQ 
genre, if you want to say that, right? With within that community, there are real consequences to that. And some of those consequences may not, no, maybe not being accepted because you're choosing to step into something. You're choosing to step into a sin act. Those consequences will be natural. Just like when you were a child, when you did something wrong, the natural consequences were discipline, right? Well, when you're an adult, sometimes it's not discipline. Sometimes there are just natural things that take place that you don't get to partake in because you act a certain way, right? Uh, In most professional industries, there's going to be a dress code, right? Uh, If you go up and speak in front of an audience, Uh, there is some sort of a dress code typically, and there's a consequence if you do not dress appropriately. That consequence might be people will not take you as seriously. They won't really listen to what you have to say, right? It's not necessarily a consequence like you're going to get in trouble, but there will be a consequence if you do not follow certain cultural norms, right? And the same thing exists when you do not follow God's instruction. That is what we call a sin act. So when we act out in sin, there is a natural consequence. We cannot expect society to conform to our choice of acting out a sin. If you are choosing to act out a sin, that is your choice. But you also have to realize that if you are choosing to do that, you also have to be willing to pay the natural consequences of that. I'm not telling you that you cannot be a homosexual. I am not telling you you cannot be a drag queen. I'm not telling you that you cannot be transgender. What I am telling you is that if you are going to choose to live that lifestyle, You also have to accept the natural consequences of that lifestyle. You can not expect the rest of the world, especially Christians and those who do not accept your lifestyle to conform to your lifestyle, to accept your lifestyle or allow you to do whatever you want that promotes your lifestyle because it is not natural. It goes against God's commands. It goes against his teachings. You cannot expect us to allow you to do that. And that is a consequence of you choosing to live out that lifestyle. Now, the same is not, no, it's not just for you within the LGBTQ community. It's for everybody. If I choose to cheat, And people find out maybe I won't get in trouble, but maybe the natural consequences is is people won't trust me anymore. If I decide to lie to my friends, maybe I won't get in trouble. But the natural consequence is they will probably not want to spend time with me or they just won't tell me things anymore. Right. I cannot force them to hang out with me. That's a natural consequence of my choosing to commit a sin act. Okay. If I overeat, 
gluttony. If I am a glutton and I gain an exorbitant amount of weight because of my gluttony, I cannot expect society to repay me for my obesity because I committed the act of gluttony. Being overweight is not the sin, right? That is the outcome. That is the consequence of the sin of gluttony, but not every overweight situation is a result of gluttony. So being overweight is not a sin. Gluttony is. And so we have got to remember that sin is doing something completely opposite of what God asks us to do. Now, being overweight is not what God desires, but because sin entered the world, right, there's been genes that have been uh, mutated and et cetera, et cetera, which has caused some family genes you know, to have a gene that makes them overweight. And so their whole family is overweight. That's not a sin they're committing, but that is a result of sin but not a sin. I hope that makes sense to you. So we, we need to understand, and, and again, turning this back around to, you know, pride month and the LGBTQ movement, right? You have to understand if you are part of the LGBTQ community, you have got to understand that a majority of us who disagree with your lifestyle, we love you. And we want you to desperately know that. And we desperately want you to know Jesus. But we absolutely in no way, shape or form accept the sin act that you are choosing to walk in. Whether you accept it as a sin or not, it is. And you've got to be willing to accept the consequences of that whatever they may be, right? And, and so when you have a pride month to, to celebrate being proud of being part of the LGBT community, essentially what you're doing because, and you may disagree with me on this all you want to, but scientifically proven, right? And among other ways of proving this, Everything within the LGBTQ community is not normal, is not natural, and should never be accepted as such. But by hosting a Pride Month or Pride Parades, what you are doing is forcing others to accept what you have accepted as normal, but is not just because we accept something as normal does not mean it is normal. There are scientific ways of knowing what is normal when it comes to biology and sexuality, et cetera, et cetera. We also have the Bible, which tells us what is normal. Right. Uh, and you can fight me on that all you want to as well. Uh, but there is more than enough textual evidence historical evidence, uh, evidence beyond evidences that the Bible is correct, right? Both historically correct and textually correct. It is correct. It is true. Okay. 
if you if you fight me on that, you're just fighting out of ignorance, period, because there's more than enough evidence. You just have to look for it and you don't have to look very far to find it. Okay, so we know there are things that are normal. What we are bothered by is the forcing on normal what is not normal and not allowing us the choice to speak out against it or stop it. We absolutely love you and we want to see you whole and we want to see you free. We want to see your pain completely gone. And we know that that can only happen through putting your faith in Jesus, repenting, which is giving your life to God and being baptized in the name of the father and the, and the son and the Holy spirit. And you will receive the gift of the Holy spirit when that happens and your life will be radically different. I promise you. Okay. And so I, I, I want to go back to, the idea of the two different types of sin real quick before we close. I want you to remember that that sin in general, like general sin is what entered the world when Adam and Eve ate of the fruit and all men are all, all of mankind, all men and women are born into sin and naturally are sinners in need of forgiveness. And only Jesus can take away that sin and forgive it, okay? And there's all kinds of consequences from natural sin, right? Uh, Being born into sin. And then there's the sin act, and that is something we choose to do that is against God's commands, his teachings, et cetera, et cetera. And both of them have different consequences, right? Sin has the consequences of eternal death without forgiveness and an act of sin has natural consequences. And we have to be willing to accept both and be held accountable for both. The beautiful thing is, is sin. We have already been held accountable through Jesus Christ and we've been justified. We have to put our faith in Jesus for that forgiveness, but that's already been justified and taken care of. So if we do that, we are forgiven. And then we have to choose not to walk out in an act of sin. Okay. I hope that's clear. I know it might be a little confusing the difference between general sin or natural sin versus uh, a sin act. Um, and, and so maybe a, a brief example here before I close. So I firmly believe that there are people out there within the LGBT community that struggle with different thoughts, different feelings, et cetera, et cetera. I believe you. I believe they're natural, right? But I do not believe they're right, right? You struggle with those because that is a result of natural sin because sin entered the world through through Adam and Eve those feelings you're having are real, but they're not right. What happens is when you choose to act on that, you now be- commit an act of sin and you're continually living into that act of sin 
which the Bible talks about. And if you are truly following Jesus, you will not continue to walk in sin. So I hope that makes sense, guys. I hope you understand. Like I do. I love you. I love all of you guys more than you could possibly know. But my love for you does not mean I accept your lifestyle. I am. I am a sinner just like everybody else. There are things in my life where I'm actively working on changing. There's things in my life where, you know, I know I need to change and I'm not actively working on changing, but I recognize that, okay, I need to change this, right? I'm a, I am I commit acts of sin like everybody else. But as far as natural sin, I am not a sinner. I have been forgiven by Jesus because I have put my faith in him. I have repented and I have been baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I have received the Holy Spirit. But I commit acts of sin and I am continually working and getting better at those. But that is how we can tell the fruit. So if you say that you are a follower of Jesus, look at your own life. Are you looking more and more like Jesus or are you looking less and less like Jesus? If you are looking less and less like Jesus, you are not truly following him. And I plead with you, please. Please turn your life over to Jesus, put your faith in him, repent and be baptized and your life will be so different, so amazing that you won't even know who you are anymore because you will be a new person, a new creation created to serve God and bring him glory. And it is an amazing life to live. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening, and that is the end of this week's episode. As always, you can contact me via email at bethechurch.go at gmail.com. You can learn more about our ministry at madetheexchange.com. And if you would like to order a copy of my book, Awakening the Sleeping Giant, A Guide to Living Out the New Testament Church, that is available on our website, as well as Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. If you have any questions, I would love to chat. Otherwise, until next time.